Hello and welcome to the Wonky Spanner. I don't know what episode it is. Is it episode four? I think we're on four or on three. Episode three, right? Well, there was the pilot and then the two episodes, so four. No, but the pilot was zero. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, then three. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we are missing, like, uh, Mr. Chance, unfortunately. He's a busy man. Um... So we won't be seeing him today, unfortunately, but uh, we're going to talk about E3 today because we haven't, like, it's happened and we haven't really, like, talked about it yet. And uh, lots of amazing news came out, don't you think? Yeah. So I guess for me, the biggest thing, like, I've got to mention this first, above anything else, is Final Fantasy VII because, my God, that was my childhood. <laughs> it seriously was. Um... From the age of, like, I don't know, 13 to 15, I religiously played that game. Uh, did nearly everything in it, and it was just longest, best story ever. It was like four, four or five like PS1 discs worth of game. It was crazy. <laughs> Honestly, like you, you, you had to swap the disc, and like, oh, the, the story was so good. It was so brutal, some of it. See, whenever I say this, everybody always wants to punch me, but I've never played a Final Fantasy game in my life. But I think that's fine, because... <laughs> How old are you now? You 21. You are? 21. 21, yeah, so... Really? It wasn't huge, like, it wasn't huge when I got into gaming. See, it was huge when I did, but... Yeah. The thing is, Final Fantasy kind of... Had a few issues after Final Fantasy X. They made some questionable decisions, and the like. The genre hasn't like well, not the genre, but the series hasn't really like. I don't know, kind of reclaimed itself back from the depths of some really dodgy games. Right. Um, but so, Final, you know, the up to about Final Fantasy X, I'd say, like it was really loved. Right. So they're remastering it. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII came out in... Oh, Jesus. I'll have to have a check, actually. I think it was 98. Right. So it's that old. Jesus. Um, sorry if you can hear me typing. I'm just trying to check when it actually came out. Um, But anyway, it is incredibly old. Incredibly, incredibly old. 1997, January the 31st. So it's 18 years old. Uh, right now, that game. Right. Um, it was kind of one of the first-ish kind of 3D games. The character models were a bit dodgy, but the backgrounds were kind of artwork. Right. Um, and the combat was kind of, uh, trying to find the best way to explain it. Like, you'd, uh, combat would just happen automatic when you're walking around, and you'd go to this, like, battle screen, and then you'd take it in turns to fight, and the enemy would fight you and things like that. Um, and had a really complex kind of like system where you got this stuff called materia and you could level it up and it gave you more powers and it made your power stronger and stuff. It was really like I don't know, and it had this really cool Japanese epic tale that was just full of kind of you know kind of like a bit like Japanese anime kind of humor mixed in with like an epic tale and you know death and betrayal and right. all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, so it, it was would I would I be able to pick it up and play it? Um not knowing like the only only thing I know about Final Fantasy is Advent Children. Like that's literally mm. that's what introduced me to the whole Final Fantasy thing. And that's uh, final that's like later on, isn't it? Than yeah. Seven. I mean well Final Fantasy basically every Final Fantasy is its own unique story, generally. Right, okay. So, like, 7, 8, 9 are all separate, completely different world kind of stories. Right. Um, Final Fantasy Advent Children was... Um, that was a film actually set after Final Fantasy VII, but in that universe. Right. But I did watch it, and as a massive fan of Final Fantasy VII, uh, it was a bit lacking. Right. Um, you can't really capture that. Anything from that game in a, in a film, I don't think. Um, what, they made a film of it? 
Advent Children was the oh, right, seventh yeah. film. I think. Oh my god. Wait a minute. See, this is how much I remember the film. Like, yeah, it was... I know there was a Final Fantasy film, like where there was like some space creature and shit. I, I think don't that know. was the other one, but for Final Fantasy VII Advent Children was the Final Fantasy VII film. Uh, oh, okay. So, and they've done games after it, like they did Crisis Core, which I think was alright. Uh, they did something about another character called Vincent at some point, which yeah. I think was alright. But, um, to answer your original question, should you pick it up and play it? Uh... Hmm. I don't know. I'd say I could pick it up now and play it, and I would love it. And I'd still replay it every few years. But would you... I don't know, it, it depends. If you'd be able to go into something that looked that kind of... I don't know. It doesn't look amazing. Let's put it like that. Yeah. But And it doesn't have any voice. It's all kind of like text, text. and there's a lot of text. Um... But it is really, really good. I don't know. I think the fact they're doing a remake kind of... Uh, and the fact they're going to... They've sort of said they're going to change it a bit to suit newer generations of players, which is a little bit concerning from my view, but um, might be necessary because... Well, I don't know. It's. I think the combat you could kind of modernise, uh, but keep the same, if you know what I mean. Because the yeah. combat, you know, there, there's things they can improve on it, like the animations and the graphics and all sorts. But the basics of it, I think they should keep. Uh, but it is like, I don't know, I, I would definitely suggest you trying it. And I think anyone listening should give it a go. Because it's cheap. It's probably like five or seven quid on Steam or something. I don't know. But right. um, it's hard to say, because th- this to me was such a formative, like, game for like my whole interest in gaming and my whole love of Japanese culture and uh, cyberpunk and everything like it all stemmed from that one game like it had that much of an impact on me right Um, and I don't know if the magic will be lost on sort of newer generations because at at the time it graphically was was alright I mean it wasn't great but it was it you you could be a lot more forgiving back then because yeah of was course kind of bad looking yeah of course I mean interestingly back then they had um, little cutscenes that were like you know amazing sort of seen as amazing graphical cutscenes where they kind of create these uh, like I don't know the, the the story little pieces with with some of the uh, the action stuff in this like really beautiful 3D kind of thing called an FMV. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's the type of video they do. Uh, I think back then it was using the, what they then had as supercomputers to make like the most amazing graphical thing they could at the time, right. okay. which they were just video. They wouldn't like you wouldn't be able to play it. Um, and that was one of the things with it. You'd have these FMV moments where they were really real big payoff because it would look beautiful and it would be you know, add to the whole journey, but I don't know, man. If if you like Japanese RPGs, if you like Japanese kind of, I don't know, like uh, humour and, I don't know, like, it has a very, like, strong link to, I suppose, stuff like uh, Hiroshima, uh, you know, the the nuclear, like, miss, missile that hit Hiroshima, and um, it has a lot of that vibe right. to it. Um, which is really ingrained in Japanese culture. You can see it through a lot of their anime, and you can see it through a lot of their games. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'll I can maybe stop going on about it because I I could sit and talk about it all day. Um, uh-huh. and also, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm concerned with it in terms of them changing it too much. Um, there's been a lot of jokes about the fact there's a there's a scene where the main character dresses up as a woman. Um, to get into this mansion place, um, and the, I think there's been a lot of humour, you know, across the internet of oh, are they actually going to put that in? Uh, but apparently they are. So that, that gives you a taste of the kind of Japanese humour there. You know, there's a kind of quite a quite an interesting kind of interesting uh, ways of you know sort of 
passing missions and moving forward in the story, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll probably, pick, I'll probably end up playing it because I know that my partner will probably play it. So. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I think I'll probably watch it and then pick it up if I do. But. I mean, for me, it's like a one of the few I will buy this on day one. Uh, yeah. Games, and I will like. Because I definitely want to try. I definitely want to try Final Fantasy Fifteen. So. Oh, we I, can, I know we it's can completely into that. Yeah, it's complete. Like it's going to be completely different compared. But like it, when I saw an E3 uh, last year. Uh huh. Oh no! It would have been a couple years ago because it was the E3 when it was the new gen consoles. Um, uh-huh. And they showed the little, a little bit of gameplay for that. It looked insane. Like it looked really good. So. Because they've made it more into like a Kingdom Hearts. Oof. <laughs> the combat, thing. yeah. Yeah. And uh, that sort of appeals to me a lot more than because it used to be all menu interface and then they put it onto like turn based. and. Yeah, I mean, that's where we'll. I mean, I, I like kind of more action combat as well, but I love the turn based style of play that. Like older games had. Um... Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, that's why I didn't ever pick it up when I could have. The thing is, is I felt like Seven had something to it with the. It wasn't just the combat; it was the fact you could level up everything. You could level up basically your skills, which were these materia things, and all this kind of magic, like amazing stuff. Like it, there was so much stuff you could grind out and like get rewards from massive rewards that it just paid off a lot but um yeah i mean what what are the main things then so we're, we'll move on from final fantasy 7 to 15 because i think i think that's a good segue so what what would you say um are the main things you're looking forward about that uh and you know what kind of where do you want it to go what are your expectations um i mean i don't generally have any expectations for it but the, what I've seen of it, like visually, it's really nice. It looks stunning, and combat-wise, I really like the way it's like taken into account. Like, because they've made it so that you've got like your bell button, your attack button, your strong attack button, your item button. Uh-huh. Um. So. <laughs> They're sort of bridging away from the turn-based that it used to be, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just like the fact that it looked a bit more like Kingdom Hearts, I guess. Um, yeah. Because that was the only other thing that I could really closely compare it to when I was younger, playing uh, while so, looking at both games. So, so you, you liked Kingdom Hearts as a child? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I loved okay. Kingdom Hearts. It was really good. But um, well, and they're they're making a new one, which is going to be pretty awesome. So, I just I find that interesting because um, that's made by the same studio that make Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and can, can like Kingdom Hearts was had like a lot of similarities to Final Fantasy, to be honest, but it was more action based. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I I mean I only played a bit of the first one. I I couldn't get into it because I think I was a bit. I don't know whether it was too old or not, but the whole merging of Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters weirded me out a bit. But um, yeah, yeah. But I think um, if you enjoyed that, I think I think you know you may well enjoy the remake of Final Fantasy VII. And I'll stop. I keep going back to that because it's on my brain. But um, some of the things that I thought were really interesting about Final Fantasy XV, uh, as you're saying, the graphics. Um, but also, the like they've got this theme of brotherhood in it, if you've noticed. Yeah. And it's kind of this theme of like a road trip as well. I mean, I haven't got to play the demo, unfortunately, uh, which came out uh, on PS. Is it PS4? Yeah, PS4. If you got another Final Fantasy game, Type Zero or something. Yeah. But, um, from what I've seen, like it's it's kind of, it's kind of this idea of like a road trip with some friends, but it's kind of obviously a lot more like it, like intense. Kind of all this stuff's happened, and you, the, the you're you're the prince or something, and you've been kicked from home, and you're out on your own, and I don't know, your whole world's turned up, upside down. And you're on the run. Um, 
but apparently they've made a lot of effort to make the characters kind of uh you know as you're walking about they'll they'll comment on things in the environment or they will uh bring things up from the past or um all that kind of stuff they're always talking and and reacting to their environment and you know having dialogue with you and stuff yeah. which i i really liked i thought that was really cool um I think the other thing they're doing is kind of more a survival aspect as well, where you, you you know, I think when you defeat monsters, you can get some food and you can make it at your campsite at night and then it will give you certain stats the next day for the whole of the next day from eating that food that you cooked. Yeah. Um, and it looks stunning. I mean, that's... I, I, Final Fantasy, in my mind, seems to be heading back onto a path of finding itself, I'm hoping, because... Um, I mean, did, did you hear about um, the online game? Of Final uh, no. Fantasy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I was... Uh, I applied to get into the beta of it, <coughs> but I didn't get in, unfortunately. But that looked alright, but that was turn-based again, wasn't it? The fighting uh, on it. No, I don't... I think. No, I mean, no, I don't think it was, you know, I mean, I, I played in the beta, I think, a while ago, uh, but basically I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of it, because it's very interesting, I mean, this is this shows you the depths, you know, the Final Fantasy genre kind of, the lowest it got, was, I mean, they, they had this series, Final Fantasy thirteen and all the sequels of, you know, and it, it wasn't well received, let's just put it like that, I won't go into any more detail about that, but then they released Final Fantasy fourteen, which was an online game. And um, when they released that, it bombed so hard. Right. Uh, it really bombed. Everyone hated it. They hated it to to hell. They hated that game so badly. Um, and Square Enix, being Square Enix, decided we're not just going to cut it. We're going to hide it away for a couple of years and we're going to totally remake it and call it A Realm Reborn and right. restore people's faith in our brand. And uh, they worked hard on it. They had a lot of like community feedback and all this kind of stuff. And that game like was re-released, and it is got. It was incredibly popular. It's, it came out, and it was very, very popular. It's not my sort of game, but it it def- they definitely sort it out. And not many game studios would go all the way back. You know, they you know, but most would can an MMO that failed. Like yeah. that is a lot of money an MMO, especially if you don't get your projected like funds for it you know like most companies are like that is going on the trash heap we've got to do something else but these guys are literally like we're gonna redo it that's i don't know whether that's stubborn pride whether it's a you know some people have argued it's a perhaps a cultural thing with japan about pride and about um you know sort of um i don't know um proving your worth so you know going back and and you know, gaining back their honor, I suppose, on it. I don't know whether it's a cultural thing or or not, but um, they did seem to do that, and they have seemed to acknowledge that Final Fantasy's gone wrong. So that's pretty interesting, I suppose, mm. where that genre's well franchise is going. Um, do you think we talked enough about Final Fantasy? I'd say <laughs> we probably have. Yeah, I'd say so. Um. I I could I could talk about Final Fantasy VII for ages. It's probably good there isn't anyone on this show apart from me that loves it that much because they, that would probably take over the whole show. Because <laughs> I I was literally I if you watch some of the videos of people that that watch that uh, reveal, there's people crying. Like it's it's seriously like a big deal to a lot of people. Uh, that's kind of sad, really, but. No, it's true. Like it's a big childhood memory for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, especially people my age. Yeah. Um, because you know, I mean, I'm now twenty-seven, pushing twenty-eight, and you know, I played that game when I was what twelve, thirteen, or something, and it was, you know, it was amazing. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to shut up about that now. Um, so I suppose the next thing we could talk about. Is uh, Battlefront. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Oh my god, it looks absolutely amazing. I was like, creaming when I fucking <laughs> saw that. Like, oh god, it just looks so good. God, that is a 
dodgy expression and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, oh, it's, it just looks so good because like, I I used to play that so much when like it was out on the um, PlayStation. Did you? Yeah, like oh, I was always on it. And the fact that they made it so that you can go third person or first person was really nice. Because that was one thing I was curious as to whatever they did. Um, See, I... Graphically, like, it just looked amazing. And, like, I always said that they should re-revamp Battlefront and get it taken by Infinity Ward back when Modern Warfare first came out. Because Modern Warfare was sort of, like, the defining first-person shooter genre. Ooh, questionable. <laughs> Very but, questionable. Half-life. Well, multiplayer. No, that was Half-Life. I don't know, but then some people say that it was uh, that James Bond game. I forgot what it was. Goldeneye. Yeah. I suppose there's lots of little bits. I mean, Doom was yeah. the first 3D uh, shooter. Yeah. Um, Goldeneye was a big deal. Like, it was a really big deal when that came out. Uh I mean, Half Life was the beginning of online multiplayer. Like when there were there were loads of mods for that game online and lo- loads of stuff. It was that was the beginning. But I suppose Battle Battlefield, you know, the company Dice released the Battlefield games, and there was Modern Warfare, which brought FPSs to the major mainstream. Like that was a big, yeah. big yeah, change. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like it blew up the market for it. Mm. And Halo Three coming out at the same time as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I always wanted them to get hold of Battlefront and redo it. But then I got into Battlefield, and I was like, oh my god, if Battle Battlefield, like if Dice actually made a <laughs> Battlefield version of fucking Star Wars, it'd be insane. And then they announced that they were, and I was just going crazy over it. Like it looks so good, and they've. Uh, did you see the gameplay footage of it? <laughs> yeah, I did on half. Yeah, uh, it, was it was amazing. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I'm pleased they got a lot of the little things in, like you can trip up the AT-AT walkers, like by spinning around them. In an, was it an A wing? I can't remember what they're called now. X wing. No, like um, they had like like I don't know if they're called. No, it's not. Is it an A wing? I don't. They, they they have those like ships, those snow ships that. They have oh cable yeah, they, yeah, like, it is the A wing. Oh, okay, yeah, like that. Like that's been a lot of games in the past, like Road Squadron and like Shadows of the Empire, which is a really underrated game. Which I'm surprised they haven't released on good old games at all yet. That was amazing, that game. Anyway, moving on. Um, and it looks amazing. It looks amazing. It does look uh, absolutely amazing. I missed out on on Battlefront. Was it Battlefront? Battlefront Two and yeah, the first one. Um, I don't know why I missed out on it. Oh, uh, so, they were so good. They were amazing. I loved them. See, I'm I'm ashamed that I missed them because uh, I I loved Battlefield and I am the biggest Star Wars nerd ever. So yeah, I don't know how I did that. I mean, like in I love the fact as well that you can go into into cockpit view on the X-wing and the fact that when they announced it, they said that they went to the uh, studios at LucasArts and took like <laughs> exact copies of everything there, like. It, it it just looked amazing, like when in the gameplay you were in the uh, Tie Fighter uh, cockpit chasing after the X Wing, going through like the mountain bit. Oh, it was just insane! I was so happy. And then the whole good. yeah, the whole ATAT, and oh, it just looks so good. like I can't move for it. <laughs> but like they people were sagging it off, saying, "Oh, um, oh about the space battles." Uh. No, I was more getting it when they were saying about um, they're missing some um, vehicles and like some of the vehicles that are coming out, like, and that not all of the maps are going to be on there. And DLC. Yeah, that's it. Like, it is Dyson is EA. They're gonna do what like they're gonna do what they did with like Battlefront, that Battlefield, and all that, and. Get like but a premium I mean, out probably, but people are gonna pay for it because that's the thing. Like when you look at Battlefield Four, like they fucked up on release, but the amount of DLC that came out for it and the amount of like just sheer bonus stuff that you get from the DLC makes it well worth it because it's pretty much like 
compared to the other games out at the moment, it's pretty much like an extra extra two games uh, that you're getting through DLC. I don't, you know, I don't agree. I mean, uh, yeah. I, from my experience playing, I, I played a lot of the Battlefield games from about, from the, was it the first one, Battlefield 1942? I think it was. I think it was, yeah. So I played from that. Um, and back then, instead of having DLC, you'd have like, you'd have an expansion. I know Bad Company and, uh, was it Battlefield 94? No. I don't know. Um, but I know that Bad Company 2 had the Vietnam expansion, right? Yeah. Um, and I think 1942 did, but I might be wrong. Um, and you got quite a lot of maps on that, and it, but it wasn't the same as, as DLC. DLC, the way that the Battlefront 4 did it, and, you know, Battle, uh, Battle, Battlefield um, 3, like, it was very nickel and diming people, I feel. Yeah. Um, yes, like, like in Milk Star Wars, yeah, I, like, if I get it, I'll probably invest in all that, but all this kind of, you get a season pass and all that kind of rubbish, just... It just feels a bit cheap and a bit money grabbing, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I see what you're saying, and loads of people say that. But at the end of the day, like it is like it's the gaming industry, and like it's EA. So yeah, they're a massive, massive company, and they own Dice and all these other little sub companies. But like at the end of the day, you're getting like ridiculously good content so i i see the justification for it personally i've never had that much of a problem with it um it depends like if it comes out as broken as battlefield 4 was which it might do because i i don't think it will i think they learned a lesson with battlefield 4 i hope they have because to be perfectly honest like i'm excited for this game don't get me wrong i'm very very excited but I'm a little bit concerned that it might not have been in development for that long, and they're well, going to push it out. Uh, Battlefront, yeah. It's been in development for ages. I remember seeing there was a leaked uh, footage of... No, that, wasn't that the they were developing one, another company were developing one? No, it was it was EA. Okay. I, maybe. I don't know, like... How long is how, how long has it been in development? Because I'm sure it's only been in development like a year, a year and a half. No, I think it's been in development like three or something. But when did Lucas announce that he was selling LucasArts to um, Disney? Because they no. wouldn't have been working on it before that. I wouldn't have thought. And that was only, what, a year or two ago? Uh... Yeah. I mean, benefit of the doubt, let's say it's, you know, I'd say maybe a year and a half it's been in development. Because if you think about it... It was in, it's been in, they announced it. Oh, right, okay. EA obtained the rights in May 2013. Okay. So it's, it's been about two years, right? Yeah. Okay, and was it coming out in November? Uh, yeah, November. yeah, November. So it's it would have to be two and a half years in development. That's that's okay. Yeah, could be alright. I mean, are they using the new Frostbite engine for it? I think they are. It might be because they offer Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I would have thought they they would offer this, but I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna like they've do like they do with Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four. Like they're gonna make it so that it's a game that you play for ages and ages and ages and ages. Like instead of a game that you buy and then you just play for like half a year and then don't play again through having all of the DLC and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think DLC can be. Maybe I just you know got bored of the battlefields, the more recent Battlefield games. I mean, I felt. Um. Well, I felt they just stopped doing something that I loved, uh, that they used to do, you know, in, in Bad Company 2, right. the PC, they had seriously destructible environments. Like, if I wanted to walk through that building, I didn't have to walk through a door. I'd get a rocket launcher, blow the wall, blow the next wall, and walk right through. Like, that was amazing. And you could literally sit and blow up a building and make it fall down. That was that was cool. Whereas yeah. I felt in the newer ones, like, although they talked about destructibility, it was kind of... 
it wasn't as impactful. They kind of lessened the amount you could destroy. Yeah, they made it so that you can turn the whole map into rubble, I guess. But which is a I, shame. I don't think it it is a shame. <laughs> I do <laughs> because I the that. amount of the amount of like I don't know. I just feel like that was like if you're in a multiplayer game and you've got people firing RPGs left, right, and center, and mortar strikes and stuff like that, like you're just gonna have a leveled environment straight away. Well, no, because so... like it worked on Bad Company too. Like the maps were big enough that you wouldn't like it would just make you feel like there'd been a war. Like, you had to work pretty hard to like make that building fall down. Yeah, I guess. I like. I, see what you mean I mean, by, I like, like the destructibility that they've got in Battlefield Four. Personally, mm. I don't think it's like because I think it can get to the point where it's just over the top and. Yeah, but I'm a drama queen, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh... There we go. Never mind. <laughs> it's um, going to be interesting to see how it is in Battlefront, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole idea of getting to to like be there on the planet and like uh, you know on Hearth or Tatooine or whatever and mm. have a battle with your friends as well, because I think they're going to have like a similar to the squad system in Battlefield Four or whatever Battlefield it was. So you're going to be able to spawn on your friends and kind of like move together and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I think it'd be really fun. Like, I'd love to play with you and like Chance and and various people I know. Like, who love Star Wars? It would just be amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't really know what else to say about Battlefront. I mean, is it is it releasing with how many maps? Is it four different locations? Um. I don't know. I think it's only uh, four locations, which is quite minimal. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, I we'll see what happens. I mean, if they release with a decent amount of content, that's fine. I am a little bit suspicious that they won't bring a lot, basically. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm concerned about. They they are ignoring the old Star Wars films and only setting it in. Uh, I think the kind of old trilogy films. I think. Yeah. Which is cool. I think that's cool. Um. So yeah, I, th- I we'll we'll stop there. I reckon for Battlefront. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um, unless there's anything you want to say. No, I'm fine. Okay. So. What about, I think we should talk about Fallout 4, even if you're not following it that much, because this is probably the biggest thing at E3, I would assume. Yeah, they said that it won it, didn't they? Yeah, like, this is probably the game most people are talking about, Um, and I'm kind of excited for it. Um, I mean, I think they've released all sorts of really random stuff that I didn't expect in the game. Um, Right. For a start, you can build bases and change the whole terrain, which... Really? Well, you can't change... I don't know if you can actually change the terrain, like the actual levels of the terrain or anything like that, but you can build your base out of things you find in the world, and you can create a base that you defend with, like, you know, you get, like, a generator, and you can electric, like charge things up with electricity, all that right. kind of stuff. Because I thought it was before the war happened. No, um... I think what happens is, uh... From from watching the trailer, you start off before the war, uh, right. and I think the beginning is you and your wife and child, like, uh, you know, you're sort of in your house, and then, like, there's a, like, you know for the fallout is going to happen, and, like, you're running to, like, the fallout shelter, and there's a big explosion, and then you go down into the, the fallout, you know, like, shelter, um, and I don't know what happens in there, because they don't tell you, but somehow... The main character that you choose at the beginning, who can be male or female, will come out of the vault alone um, sometime in the future. And I'm guessing it's quite a a way forward in the future, so there's probably something to do with cryogenic freezing or something crazy like that, because I don't think it's set immediately after after all of that. Right, okay. Somehow I think everyone dies, including his wife and child. I don't know if they do, but I'm of the impression that's what happens. Oh, okay. I might have to have a look at it, because, like, I did like Fallout 3, but then Fallout New Vegas, I sort of 
felt was a lot like Fallout 3 in aspects. I preferred New Vegas. Oh, no, I preferred Fallout 3 to New Vegas. I thought it was a lot deeper. Yeah, I think it was... I think they were two different games, two different types of gamer. I mean, I think Fallout 3 was quite quite deep, where there's um, Fallout New Vegas was like it, it was less deep, but had lots more to do. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like there were lots of cool little things you could do, but it wasn't as like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, as as deep. Like there were a lot, quite a few deep storylines in Fallout Three. Hmm. Um. Then you know it had its own. They both had their own magic, and they were both quite different, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I looked briefly at like the character. Customization on like the face, on like your appearance and stuff, and it's pretty in depth, which is nice. It's a lot better than Fallout Three and Four. Yeah, Start Three in New Vegas. Because um, yeah. I tried replaying Fallout uh, New Vegas on the PC a couple of weeks ago, and I like installed mods to make it look better. But um, the character models, like the face, choosing your face and stuff, is wow! It's it's really dated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it it does, it looks really good, doesn't it? Graphically, it looks absolutely beautiful. But I felt like, I don't know though, because I, I look at it and then I look at Skyrim and I'm like, wow, Skyrim looks tons better than this and Skyrim's older. Seriously? Yeah. I've always felt like the Fallout games look a lot outdated. Like, they don't look outdated, but they look dated when they come out. I think the problem with that is that it seems like they... I don't know if they're making Fallout 4 on the same engine as Skyrim, but they did the same thing with, like... Well, they, with Fallout 3 in New Vegas, they came out, I think, on the same engine as Oblivion. Right. And I don't know whether Fallout 4 is on the Skyrim engine, but if it is, it's the same problem. It's going to feel dated, because it's on a... Like, Skyrim now, like, looks okay, but it's not yeah that great anymore. In looks, and I, I don't know. I mean, I thought Fallout 4 looked quite good, but I don't know, I haven't studied it in enough depth. I mean, yeah. it's, it doesn't look as good as a game like, you know, the, the new Assassin's Creed looks amazing um, in the way it looks. I didn't see how it looked. I mean, the one in France looked pretty nice, like, visually, but I think that was the only thing that was really going for it. Well, yeah, I've got that. I haven't played it yet. I mean, I, I've been waiting anyway for a while with that because that game had its own problems. It hardly worked on most computers when it came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Fallout, I don't know. I, I thought the graphics were right, actually. But I don't, you know, I mean, I really don't know how they compare, really, to, to other graphics nowadays. I mean, I just haven't seen enough of it, I suppose. Yeah. Is there a new... Is there like a follow up to Skyrim coming out anytime soon? Was that announced in Bethesda no. soon? Or? Uh, that'll come out a few years time. Mm. It won't be anything soon because it like they tend to do like uh, they've got into this swing of doing you know like Fallout and then uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout and then lots of random games in between that aren't as good. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, can you think of, like, any other, like, amazing Bethesda game apart from the Elder Scrolls or Fallout? <laughs> no. There's been loads, like, of games, but, like, they're not good. Yeah. Just, I feel like they're just tests for the main games. Yeah, I think they had a game called Wet. Do you remember, did you remember hearing about that? No. I can't remember what it was about. It was rubbish. <laughs> I think it was a combat game or something, but it was absolutely rubbish. Um... Yeah, they they don't seem to do much apart from those games, really. Mm. You can see why. I mean, they're pretty in-depth. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I guess it makes sense. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think Fallout looks really good. I think, you know, I've, like they actually have base building, which is absolutely amazing. I think that's really cool. Is uh, there like a multiplayer on it? No, no. No, there won't be. Right. Or at least they haven't announced it. So you build a base for yourself. Yeah, because NPCs will come and attack it. Right. Okay. Um, and you can build stuff out of anything you find. So, like you know, all those useless pieces of junk you'd always pick up, uh, like 
got no like empty cams and all sorts. Like you, you, you'll be able to build them into things and use the scrap metal for stuff. Right. Um, which is kind of cool. It's it's like a seriously in depth building aspect. You'd nice. be surprised. Like I think everyone listening and and you as well should like check it out. It's pretty like it's pretty in depth. Yeah, I looked at a couple of screenshots of the trailer, and it does look actually pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it looks better than I thought it was gonna look. I think the other thing I'm looking forward to is the uh, well, the thing I'm hoping about is it looks like you might be able to actually travel in vehicles, maybe. Right. Maybe airships. I don't know whether that's more what was in the you know like in the modern past. Maybe that you know maybe that's just a a little short thing about the beginning of the game, or maybe you can like fly these things later on. I don't know, but. Um, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to have a look at it. I mean, I'd say my biggest problem with Fallout has been that I kind of felt that there's a bit of a disconnect with... I felt there's all these cool ideas, but they don't never fully realised. Right. Did you ever get that feeling? Um... I don't know. I, I mean, I've always been satisfied when I've played Fallout. Like, Fallout 3 in New Vegas. Like, I was satisfied, but... There was nothing that really stood out that I thought, oh, they should have done this. See, what about the Brotherhood of Steel? Because I never felt that was fully fleshed out. They were the guys in the big... Yeah. The big armour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't really seem that important, really. Like, well, they seemed important, but there wasn't really anything on them. It yeah, was they just seemed like... important and a big deal, but then they weren't a big deal or important. Yeah, that's it. Like, they're these guys with this massive fucking suit of armor, yet you hardly really know anything about them. And they only really shot crop up in, like, the mid-game, and they don't really matter. I mean, I think they had a bigger, like, story, like, section in, like, Fallout 2, but I didn't play it. I have got them, I might try them, but... Mm. I just don't know if I can, like, put myself into, like, games that old anymore, I don't know. It's even possible now. Um, Okay, cool. Um, Should we finish that on Fallout? Because I think that's probably about it for Fallout. Unless there's anything you want to say about it. Any final words? No. Okay. Um, Was there anything else then that you wanted to talk about from E3? I mean, what what about um, Mirror's Edge? Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh my god. So um, tell me what Mirror's Edge is about, because I've never uh, played it. Uh, okay, so basically, um, in the first Mirror's Edge, you play as like a uh, a free runner, and uh, there's been like a massive war, um, and there was a two there was like a divided people, people that wanted to basically give away all their privacy in order to have like an easier life, and people that didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sort of runs along with the whole. Um, current situation of like the NSA and <laughs> all of that um and basically in order for inter- information to be like securely passed around that wasn't sort of caught on by the establishment you'd have free runners uh running around giving packages to people and um it was basically focused on this one main guy and he was sort of running the show, and it seems like they've gone along the same sort of rhetoric this this game, where it's Kruger that runs the show, and you just basically end up having to take him down. Um, so it's pretty simple in that respect, but that's the main backbone of it, is that you're getting information securely from one place to another, and you're technically an outlaw because of what you're doing. So the fact that they don't know what you're sharing is an offence. Okay. So the free runners get like have to live like only together, isolated away from everybody else, etc. And but I mean, with this one, they're doing quite a big thing because they've made it so there's no levels and there's no missions. Um, so it's, it's totally all com- world. yeah, it's completely open world, which I'm crazy happy for because that's the one thing I thought that they could have done in the previous one and it looks stunning like the first like the first game that came out was absolutely stunning like in comparison to the other games at the time 
I've just realised I've got a copy of it on Steam, but I haven't actually played it. Oh man, it's so good. Like, and like his first person, it's really immersive because you, uh, you're like free running and it's I don't know. Colorful. Yeah, well, it's, it's colourful in the spe- in in a sense, but it's not because everything's white. But um, yeah. it's a really clean looking game. Um. And it's a fun game that you can just come back to. Um, and in this one, there's loads of different little things to do, like uh, time trials and... Like, obviously, obviously, there's missions that, uh-huh. like, you have to do this, like, you can do this. But it's not, like, an enforced linear thing, as opposed to the first Mirror's Edge where you had to sort of do the next level. Yeah. Um, like there's no loading screens and things like that, so you get to choose what you do. Um, but yeah, like definitely check out the gameplay of it, and like it looks really nice, really really nice. And I'm so happy for it because when the first one came out, like when it was finished, there was this massive uh, Mirror's Edge like online conspiracy thing, <laughs> and uh, it was a conspiracy as to whether there would be a second game, and there was like all these fake websites that Dice created, and oh, brilliant. like, uh, it was just so good. <laughs> it was so good, and there was loads of people that were into it, and everybody was like, "Oh no, there's not going to be another Mirror's Edge coming out," because like a lot of people thought they flopped, but then like everybody was on this like conspiracy thing, and it was like, "Oh, we believe." <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. And so the fact that it's a reality now is brilliant. Okay. Yeah, I need to like definitely I play it. Give it a go. Like, what, what would you recommend it to everyone listening then? Um, yeah, I would. Everybody cool. that I know that's played it has enjoyed it, so I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a go. It's really chill, and the um. It's funny as well because the um the soundtrack to it is uh by this <laughs> ambient artist called uh Solar Fields. Okay. And he's a Swedish guy and uh I was actually electronic. Uh sort of, yeah, electronic ambient. Um and it really fits the game style. And uh, hopefully he'll be doing the same this, a soundtrack for this new one as well. It'll be quite interesting to see, because I, I was listening to him before the game came out, so then the game came out and was using it, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you so, see, I'm sort of... Uh, I like. Do you ever find music, like, you, you relate music to certain games you play? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, uh... I don't know, like, I, I have certain artists that remind me of League, for example, or remind me of, like, I know, like, Final Fantasy as well, like, there's yeah. some very memorable songs in that. Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that, Mirror's Edge and Battlefront were the main things I was looking for in E3. I like the new Tomb Raider. That looks really nice. Oh, I haven't really seen much on that. Um, I played, like, the... The new, the kind of reboot game that they made, and I thought that was all right. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't complete it. But... It was all right. <laughs> that was all it was, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I think I could have finished it if I, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't interest me enough. But it, it was okay. What I mean, what what excites you about uh, the the new one? Because it's a direct sequel, right? Yeah, it feels more like the classic Tomb Raiders, um, in like the puzzles and. The just like how it sort of feels and the things that you're doing, like you're going to this like lost ancient world that shouldn't exist, that doesn't exist but exists, and there's all these sort of traps and all the good stuff that was in like the original Tomb Raiders. Unfortunately, there's not a butler that you can lock in a freezer, <laughs> but damn it. <laughs> Dreams and hopes shattered. Yeah, but I don't know. It looks really nice. Like there's like the cinematics and the yeah. gameplay are like all together. Like they're just one and another. They're completely the same. It's insane how like graphically 
facing it is. The gameplay was really nice, like at the beginning where they're climbing up the mountain and shit, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like excited it. for that. I like the concept of it. I mean, it's. Uh... I mean, I've been getting a bit into games of that style. Like, I've been trying to play. Uh... I've been trying to give Assassin's Creed a good go, actually, because I talked about it quite negatively on our last episode, right. I think. Um, I've given it a bit more time and I've played a few more of them. Um, and in terms of the, that kind of playstyle, that exploration playstyle, um, and you know, free running, which kind of mixes a bit of Mirror's Edge in there as well, it's there's something to be said for it. Mm. <clears throat> something to be said for those kind of games. Um, I mean, Tomb Raider. You know, I, even some of the like the 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 ones just before the the reboot, I quite liked them. There, there is that feeling of those games of exploration and wonder, isn't there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that's it's quite exciting. Floor. Yeah. Um I mean just As, and it's, specific. It's, it's Square Enix again, isn't it actually? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah it is, yeah. I mean they they're doing better as a company. Yeah, I was just looking as well, because I was looking around for a Sleeping Dogs two game. If it be announced in E3, but it wasn't. But it looks like there's a new game coming out called Triad Wars, which is a spin-off from them both. So, oh. well, they're uh, doing. I'd, I'd love a Sleeping Dogs too. That was an amazing game. Who did um, Deus Ex? Huh? Who did Deus Ex? I don't know. Was that Square Enix? Yes, it was. I just found out. Yes. Square Enix did Deus Ex, and there was a new Deus Ex coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah, Holy Square crap. Enix. Did you see anything on that? Uh, no, I didn't. To be fair, I didn't even complete the the other. Day, I know, I got Deus bored Ex. of it. I, I like yeah, the idea too, yeah. behind it, but the the original one was amazing. But it, I don't know, like yeah, that the Human Revolution one, it was kind of fun, and then it just kind of felt a bit. I don't know, just kind of samey. Yeah, I got bored of it. I think the thing I hated about it was this whole golden sheen to everything all yeah. the time. Yeah, it was a bit of an eyesore after a while. It was a bit like Fallout 3 in that sense, because it's what I like about Fallout 4. There's this kind of more colourfulness to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they've realised, after seeing all the, the mods people have made, that people want it to be a bit more colourful and feel a bit more lifelike. And I think it's a shame that the new day of sex, they've kind of keeping that sort of orange glow. Mm. I, I don't know why they're doing that, to be honest. Because <laughs> it just it, it limits what you kind of... how you connect with the world. If it's kind of like, you know, do people really want to play a game in Instagram? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I don't get it, to be honest. It's very, very odd. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, why is everything goddamn gold? Yeah. It was a bit off-putting in the the last one that was released. It doesn't look too bad, though, this new one. Well, what I found funny was, like, in, in the one, but like, you know, the, the, the other one that came out, Human Revolution, right? They made this whole big deal about the mechanics of the original game. Like, we're gonna, you're going to be able to make your own way to get anywhere. Like, you can go through vents, you can, like, find your own way to, like, complete the mission and not kill anyone, all that stuff. Mm. And yet, the only video I've seen of the new one is you basically having a massive firefight. And I was, like, thinking, well, like, they're not really, like, focusing on all the other things you could do. There is like, a bit of stealth there, you know? Is there? Yeah. So I watched the first bit and was like, oh, it's a shooter. Not that shooters yeah. are bad, but, like, Deus Ex, I don't know, shooter doesn't isn't what I would think would be first that comes to mind. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's too orange. That's all I'm going to say on the map. It is pretty the yellow. It's, too, it's just too yellow, man. It's, that's it. That's all I'm saying on the map. I'm done. <laughs> it's too orange. now, man. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's 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 orange and yellow. There's just nothing else. Uh, no, it might be good. It could be good. Could be. I'm, I'm holding. I'm. Well, I'm. I'm not holding my breath because like I wasn't that impressed with the last one. It was alright, but it just wasn't as amazing as people made that. No, 
It was a bit yeah. like Watch Dogs. Like, I tried Watch Dogs and got bored of it in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, I, like, I didn't. Oh, why did I waste money on that? I didn't even bother with it. Like, I was really excited for it, and then I was like, I saw people playing it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not buying that. <laughs> yeah, like, this is what's had me so excited with E3, though, is that um, I'm just going to do a bit of a general point about E3 this year, because, like, I think it needs to be said. At least, like, this is from my opinion. Like, I've been following gaming for a long time, and the last few E3s and the last few years of games, for me personally, have been pretty disappointing. Yeah. Like, I have literally played, like, one game mainly. Like, well, not one game mainly, but I've played played League for, like, the last couple of years, like, as my main game for quite a while. Yeah. Um, And I haven't felt there's been much that single player that's really grabbed me. Um... And this E3 is like, for me, it's like shock after shock after shock. You've got my most beloved game of all time, Final Fantasy VII. Um, a new Fallout, which you know is going to be, you yeah. know, I mean, there's, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a massive time sink. You've got Battle, uh, Battlefront to play with your friends. Uh, you could, Fallout 4 and Battlefront are both coming out in November. Mm. It's going to be such a good month. That's going to be like, you and your mates going, yeah, let's go kill some stormtroopers one minute and then you'll be like ah, I'm going to have some time on my own in the you know post-apocalyptic universe I'll yeah. see you guys in a bit to kill some more stormtroopers um you know and like I don't know there's so many cool things like it seems the year of bringing back kind of these amazing games from my childhood as well you know they've got um, they're, they're, there's been a kickstarter for a game called Shenmue 3 now a lot of people might not have heard of this but Shenmue was probably like the biggest title for the Dreamcast, which was Sega's last console that kind of flopped. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons that it flopped was because actually they invested nearly all their money into this game. Um, which they had Shenmue and Shenmue 2, and it was lo- absolutely loved, absolutely loved uh, those games. Um, and you might be able to pick them out, pick them up actually somehow. I think how you could pick them up. Um, I think they came out for the Xbox as well, at least Shenmue 2. Mm. Um, but regardless, those games, that I don't know, like a lot of people may not have heard of it, but that's kind of a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, it looked like it was going to be a big deal. Yeah. There was a lot of chatter about it. It is for like, I don't know, like, for old school gamers, it it means quite a lot. So, like, people have been wanting Shenmue three for, you know, like a long time, like a really really long time. And there's been a lot of rumors about it for years. The same way a Final Fantasy seven remake, and to see them both happen this year is a big deal. Yeah. Um. So hopefully, you know, like get you know Casey enjoying some Final Fantasy seven at some point. Yeah, maybe the modern Final Fantasy seven. Um, yeah. So I'm just having a little look down our list. Duff. Is there anything else, really, that we can talk about from E3 that, I don't know, has kind of caught your eye? Not particularly. Like, I mean, for me, that is that is probably... I mean, Assassin's Creed, the new one, looks kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I didn't actually see that. Um, I... It's set in London in the Victorian times. Yeah, I heard. Um, which is kind of cool. I like, just don't um, trust Ubisoft now. <laughs> why? What did they do to you? I just, I just don't feel like they. Uh... I don't know. Explain. Do explain. I don't feel like their content is that great. Is there a reason for that? Well, Assassin's Creed Unity was a bit of a flop. That's the French one you're on about. You were like, oh, it looks quite good. Yeah, it or looks nice. Or do you just nice. mean it looks good and that's yeah, it? Yeah, it literally just looks nice. But Have you played it? Yeah. Well, what was so bad about it? Was it, the, the, was it actually the story was crap? Or like, what, yeah, what did you, you like about it? it was just really loose. Like, it wasn't grabbing. Like, there wasn't... Okay. I don't know. I don't understand the Assassin's Creed franchise because I've been playing some of them and I, I do like some of them and they have like... They've got all these elements of like this could be a really good story, yeah. But there's something missing, and like, the this combat's really good, but then it's actually too easy, or like, 
this game looks beautiful, but I don't it know, feels like, soulless. I just look at it, and, <laughs> and then I I'm like... Know. I look at it, and then I look at The Witcher, and I'm like, oh my god, The Witcher is like so far ahead. The Witcher 3? Yeah. I thought it was alright. I kind of got bored of it, actually. Oh. What about you? Have you got it? Yeah, I've not played it that much. I mean... I played it, but I do. I did like it. I just kind of. I played it up to the part where you have to go fight the Griffin, and then I didn't bother going fighting the Griffin. I just turned it off and went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't pick it back up. <laughs> 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 it's not that. I don't know. I'm yeah. not able to invest time that much into it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I invested a bit of time. I got past that bit. I just. Uh... That's like really know. early, so. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a good game. I, there's just there's, there's something about the universe I just don't I can't get into. Yeah. I tried, but I I don't know. It is good. I can see why people like it. But uh, yeah. But um, oh, I got a couple of things to mention as well. Sort of towards the end of the podcast, so we are gonna be at Manchester Comic Con in. What are we on now? We're going to be in Manchester Comic Con in a month, 25th to 26th. So there's going to be, like, hopefully going to be some video content for people to watch and see. Because um, I'm going to go down with some guy with a video camera. <laughs> um, so that could be good. I'm going to try and get some interviews. So I haven't got, like... Um, I haven't got loads of news on what games companies are going to be there. I know Riot Games is going to be there, who made League of Legends. Um, Why didn't they go to the London one? Or did they? Oh, they, they did. probably did. Yeah, they did go there, because there was a tournament there, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, what else? I know that... What else is going to be there? They, they did have something up about Square Enix being there. Talk about Type Zero, but I don't know whether that was the, I don't know whether that was a mistake that they had that up because it's not up anymore. Um, so it, there hasn't been a lot released about what game stuff's going to be there, but we will be covering it anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so there will be content coming out about that uh, during that month, but I think we've got another podcast or two to come before then. Yeah. Um, and also there might be some new. I need to have a chat with Casey, actually, about a few things to do with the podcast in the future and chance to see what they think about it changing format. Okay. I haven't actually told you about. Um, I haven't told Chance about, so I'll keep that up in the air. I'll, I'll tell you about it later, Casey, but I'll keep that up in the air for people to have a guess about. Okay. And like, if, if people want to comment like your guesses on it, go for it, because um, I've got a few things in the works to kind of expand things a bit more and uh, kind of mix things up a bit, so uh, watch this space. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so like, there should be a lot of content coming soon, and on the site as well, there's all sorts of stuff from London Comic Con. I mean, it's... I'm probably telling you a little bit late, really, because we, you know, we ended up waiting till this week to do the podcast, really, because of E3, because we wanted to kind of try and cover stuff from that, so... um, but there's all sorts of stuff from from uh, London Comic Con and um, all sorts of things, really. Um, so, and a few reviews that I can see one now on Jurassic World, which I really want to see. Have you seen it? Not yet, no. I really want to see that. Uh, cinema's recently got an IMAX screen put in, so I'm going to go watch it in that. Nice. Yeah, IMAX Jurassic World, let's go, baby. Well, I love Jurassic Park. That was classic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know really. Uh, I will probably like. I think I think that's everything really for today. I mean, is there anything else you want to add about E3? Because I went off on my little rant about how amazing this year was. But I, you know, I mean. What What about you? Have you got anything you want to um, end it on? No, not particularly. I think all's been said and done. All's been said and done. Yeah. Sins have been spoken. Um, cool. Okay then. Well, we'll end it there. But um, I'll do my best. Uh, well, we'll we'll do our best, hopefully, uh, to 
get you know get another podcast out in a couple of weeks, and we should have chance back for that. But so that'll be good. And you can hear him sort of jumping around like a four-year-old about Battlefront because he's probably the most excited about it out of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Watch this space anyway because I've have got a lot of new ideas for content and things and ways of getting information about stuff from us and getting to know us all a bit better. Like, I'm not going to go into any more because I'm giving it away. So okay. we'll end it there. So thanks very much. Uh, it's been great, like, doing the podcast today. And uh, if you've got any comments, please leave some because uh, let us know if we're doing anything rubbish, if we're doing anything good, because yeah. we'd like to improve on stuff. And I know we can sometimes be a bit disorganised in our show structure, and I'm hoping today was a little bit better in terms of that, but it's a work in progress, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we live and we learn. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking, and I will leave you to whatever you guys are doing out there in the world. Have fun. <laughs> Bye from me. See ya. Bye.